Hey friend, and welcome back to the True to You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. In this episode, we round out this two-part conversation that I had over on Instagram, these were IGTVs, about pricing, pricing your services as a creative small business owner. We talk about what a value ladder is. Have you heard of that term or have you not heard of that term? Well, I'm going to tell you all about what a value ladder is. Positioning your pricing relative to the market and your clients, allowing for a profit margin and what that figure could look like, and alternatives to hourly rates or fixed pricing, which you might also call packages. While these mini episodes are intended to be simple. I don't want to throw a thousand ideas at you and and confuse the hell out of you because I would love to see you do this work on your pricing. I do hope that these episodes encourage you to pencil in a regular date, look at your pricing. It might be something that you decide to do at tax time or in the new year as you are looking forward to the next year in business and looking at how your pricing reflects according to the growth. There are so many considerations with pricing and I know that these mini episodes aren't going to cover everything. There's lots of ideas on that out there from different people on how to do your pricing. So please drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Ruby K Marsh. If you have any questions or if there's concepts that I don't cover that you think are really important, please make sure you let me know and I'll include that in future episodes or get guests that can speak to those things. Of course, after we've reviewed our pricing, I'm fully aware that there's another step involved and it's probably the hardest part for most people. That's communicating your new pricing to your clients. So if that's something you'd like me to cover in either the podcast on an episode or perhaps in another IGTV, let me know as well if that's a sticking point for you because that's the next step and making sure that process is as smooth as possible is something that I really want to support you with. Finally, if you have an accountant or a bookkeeper that supports you in your business or perhaps with your personal finances, then you might like to extend this conversation to them. Have a meeting with them because they're also going to help you fill in some of the gaps around your numbers. They know under the hood of your business and what's going on. Um, and they're going to help you maximize profit and they're going to help you gain clarity on what your growth plan could look like for your business. Because hopefully you are growing year on year and you might have goals and targets you want to reach. And so they will be able to help fill in some of the gaps around that and, and perhaps even has some ideas on what your pricing will have to look like. Okay, let's dive into episode 82 of the True to You podcast. Welcome to the True to You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful and creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow 
a thriving small business that you truly love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Okay, let's go round two on this pricing conversation. Reason that I've split this into two parts and there's a fair bit for you to think about in this is that I think once you get it all laid out on the table, you can make really, really powerful decisions around your pricing. And what I'm telling you is not finite. This is not the only way to do it, but this is based on my experience of working with a fair few creative entrepreneurs now that come to me with these questions around pricing and we need to explore a few different options, right? Because the time that we're living in as creatives and as small business owners is completely different to offering the services that we offer 10 or 15, 20 years ago. The internet is really in full force now and we have a lot more opportunities to scale. As a small business owner, we have a lot more opportunities to bring a level of quality and deliverability to our services that previously would have taken a whole agency and a team of 10 or 15 people, which is how exactly how I remember it as an architect. And it was crazy how many people it took to get, you know, a 3D render done. And nowadays you can do that in all sorts of different ways. And there's a lot more opportunities available for us to deliver a high quality service, yet remain fairly small and fairly lean as a business. So, The first thing I want you to think about is bringing together some of the elements from part one. The first thing I got you to do was look at your money story. That's going to be really important in this next step because as we start to move closer to a price, we've got to remember that it's not about us and what we pay for us for services out there or what we value in terms of money, but it's what our clients value. So getting really clear on that, what are you coming into this conversation believing and what is it going to take for you to to really powerfully increase your prices? And then the other thing that I got you to do was look at your transformation and look at the tangible metrics. So in terms of, yes, the emotional change that you offer, but also the the tangible practical things, time saved, money saved or money gained, uh, energy, all of those things, health, things that you can actually really specifically measure. Make sure you know what they are. So what we can do very simply is one quick exercise before we go deep into this is we can think about And a beautiful woman who is in my community reminded me of this great term called your freedom figure. What's the figure 
that would help me live the life that I really want to live. And I would say you probably look at initially the practical, what's practically do I need to live? Take that figure and then double it, double it, maybe even triple it and see how you feel about that sort of number. And then what you can very quickly do is go, well, okay, I want to get to that amount of money. So I need maybe, or I can handle this amount of clients per week energetically. This means I can do this many per year. You take that final figure, you divide it by the amount of clients and it gives you an approximate value of what each client is worth to you. Now, remembering that sometimes clients come back and back, come back to us on repeat. So there's a few different nuances, but essentially you get to a figure per client. Okay. And then you can start to think about portioning out your income. If you have multiple services or multiple options that you have in your business, uh, you might only have a certain amount of clients that you offer at a high touch one-on-one service and then you have a a lot more at a lower level and this is what we call a value ladder okay and I think this is something that we need to think about if we're exploring an online business especially if we want to get to a bigger figure and have more scale in our business and we want to offer services to a wider range of people as a solopreneur you're you're going to max out your capacity. And so if we want to increase our income, then we need to think about how can we scale our business and what was our value ladder going to look like? Now, this brings me to another point around our clients. And the great thing with having a couple of different options is that you can have entry level versus like high-end options that you can offer your clients. And it means that people can work with you. You might not even be hands-on in that service or in that product, but it gives them an opportunity to see what your work's like, see what it might be like to interact with your company or your service. And they can be done for you things. They can be templates. They can be online courses that you aren't involved in. All of those sorts of things that give, give your clients wins but you don't necessarily have to be involved in. So that's one thing I want you to think about is uh, your value ladder and then portioning out your income according to that value ladder. Because most of the time we get a bit squeezed if all we're doing is one-on-one work and potentially our income also becomes capped as a result, right? So the next thing I want you to bring into this is thinking about your clients. Let's reevaluate who your clients are and where you're positioning yourself in the market. Because if you are just starting out, then you're going to work with a certain type of client. And this, I mean, this is this is true for if you're starting out or if you're at the three to five year mark in your business. But what I would say is where you start often with a certain type of client might not be where you end up. But that all comes down to where you're positioning your service in the market and who it's for. You might start out working with, as a career coach, working with women that are five years or less in their career. 
And then after about five years, you've gained so much experience and you're at a certain level in your business that you can speak to people that are going for senior management or C-suite positions. So those types of people obviously can, um, you know, they're in a different pay bracket, so they probably value your service differently. Now, one caveat on this that gets people unstuck quite often is that we make assumptions on what our clients can afford. And that's something that I really, 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 really want you to be mindful of is making assumptions based on your values, what you value, what they value for their uh, life or for their business might be different to what you value. So really getting clear on who it is that you're servicing, but understanding then, okay, where am I positioning myself and aligning that with the client? It's going to mean that when you have that sales conversation, it is going to be a really, really powerful conversation and you can back yourself because you've got all this information there. This is why I'm getting you to spend this time up front. The final thing I want you to think about is whether you're including profit in your pricing. Okay, because I think a lot of times we we even package up our pricing based on hourly rates and then we don't include that profit margin metric in there. We might include overheads, so we know that we're paying to keep we're getting paid to keep the lights on, we're getting paid for our time, but This profit margin is what shifts us really into understanding our value and putting a figure on our value, which may be a percentage. It may be um, that you have a base level figure and sometimes this is relative to the client's budget and things like that. You've got to bear those in mind. But And then you might decide, well, actually... For the type of service that I'm delivering, uh, the, the needs of the client, the speed at which I need to do this project, then I'm going to put this figure on it. And so sometimes what this actually looks like is that you'll package up your prices, but it might be different for each client. There's a couple of ways that we can look at our pricing. I find that most people start with hourly rates or a package based on hourly rates, and then eventually they want to move to something called value-based pricing. And there's a great book called Pricing Creativity, and I'll link to that by a guy, Blair Inns. And he talks all about this methodology, which I think is really interesting for smaller service-based businesses, especially creatives, Because if your business is not built for scale, if you're not selling magnitudes of online products and courses and all of those types of things, then you're probably going to have a handful, you know, a handful might be 20, 30, 50 engagements per year. And so what you can actually start to think about is pricing each of those engagements based on what it is you're delivering, who the client is, how quick they want it, the quality, all of these different things. And it becomes a little more complex, 
But I think it's something that we can start to move into and some people listening to this might also already be doing this. But if you've been pricing or you've had packages for a while, this might be the next step for you. And this might actually open you up to different income brackets and really blow open what you thought in terms of your pricing and it gets really exciting from there, right? Obviously, the the next part is that you need to be able to deliver on that and you need to be able to sell that figure to the client. But I just wanted to throw that at you. you. Values-based pricing is a really, really interesting thing to explore and something that I believe if you are several years into your business, you're not trying to build a business for scale that as a creative entrepreneur, you should think about There you go. There's my second part on pricing. I hope you've enjoyed this little series. I hope this has you feeling more powerful and ready to price with more ease.